0: Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by DeWitt Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Halburn's Trunk and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing or park and shine. If you're into it, we are into it. Now, here is your host, David Swope.
1: Good morning, it's Saturday morning, that means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park-and-shine, we'll be talking about it. It's New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. And uh, we got a full house this morning, the whole gang's here. Uh, Spencer, RJ, um, and Dan, uh, but I want to get started this morning. Um, I mean, this is, this is a, you know, we like to have a lot of fun at this show, but this is a very serious topic that I wanted to talk about, um, buying um, unregulated moonshine. Um, hey, Dan, uh, I, I would like you to be able to give our listeners uh, a little bit of knowledge into the the rogue moonshine sellers and what to look for in a quality moonshine.
2: I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> there there has never been any rogue moonshine in Albuquerque. Okay. There has never been anything bought or sold or drank or, or processed. Processed. I I or don't know where you sold. got this information from. It's faulty. I Okay. We're really our journalistic integrity is really falling. Okay. Well, anyway, I was I was trying to tell every people everybody
1: to look out. I mean, a, a, a guy from you know the Tennessee North Carolina era area, I thought maybe you could educate us on on what to look for in well, a quality moonshine.
2: It does kind of take us back to our roots, I guess you know with you know shine the question running. I have is this the
3: real real <laughs> moonshine like is this like the two hundred percent is this
2: the good stuff well, a, a, <laughs> as I said, I don't know what
0: you're talking uh, about allegedly, allegedly
2: allegedly allegedly. You know, maybe 180 off the still kind of stuff.
1: All right. That... All right. Well, allegedly, I might be visiting you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, allegedly, I think the New Mexico Motorsports report should get into maybe vending some of this stuff. So, Hm. Well, you know. Well, because I
3: heard there's an apple pie flavor. We're always looking for more supporters. Exactly. So
1: if you want us
3: to exactly. stay off the moonshine, uh, definitely come support our show, listen to it.
1: And we're always looking for some new
3: sponsors for it, right?
1: Absolutely. Uh, hey, RJ, uh, I think you need to get us um, back on track, because uh, apparently I got really distracted this morning uh, with the conversation about moonshine.
2: I was I looking up for flavors I wanted to order. Sorry about that. Okay, anyway, yeah, go ahead. Cool.
1: All right, so let, let's actually get, let's get some work done. Let's go to the uh, Law Tigers event calendar and uh, get us started with drag racing, bro.
2: Of course. No, we always start off with, the of course, the great local events we have out here in New Mexico specifically. So let's start off with Albuquerque Dragway, where this week they're going to have... Of course going on today is that you presents the Street Strip event. That's going to be from eleven o four, so a great afternoon of racing. While tomorrow's going to be the season opener for the bracket races starting up. So we're going to have the Super Pro and Pro Divisions, the sportsmen's, the Junior Dragsters, and Motorcycles are all going to be out there this Sunday. Looks like the weather's going to be good, looks like it's going to be a great season opener where the gates are going to open at nine AM. So get out there, ready to go, some awesome racing at Albuquerque Dragway.
1: Yeah, I was talking to Gene earlier, uh, Gene Grant, the uh, announcer out there. Uh, yes, uh, over the week, and he was telling me that uh, they had good, really good turnouts for the two tests and tunes that they had uh, last weekend, and they they really got the track dialed in. Um, I also noticed that they continue to make improvements um, as far as in the the parking area and the you know where the uh, the drivers and the fans kind of come in. It just continues to. Uh, uh, do a good job there. Now, Votto Speedway, uh, they got started. Their season opened, uh, last night, actually. Um, I've got an interview with Bobby Seals coming up on the other side, um, in which we're going to talk about, uh, the, the season and the different things that they, uh, they continue to work on. Uh, but the Winter Meltdown, this is the 25th edition of the Winter Meltdown, uh, going on, uh, Again tonight. Uh tell us a little bit about that, RJ. Yeah,
2: so yeah, so this winter meltdown, I mean great things going on. It's a two day event that started on yesterday. But pretty much it's gonna have the Modifieds, B mods, stock cars and legends are gonna be out there. Gates are gonna be opening at five, racing starts at seven thirty. But today pretty much I mean, it's cool, full events. You're gonna have everything with the prizes are are moved up since Friday. So this is day you're gonna see everyone go down to this event. Amazing thing to watch for a lot of cool racing. It's also going to be on FYE. If you can't go down there, mm-hmm. you can watch FYE.tv.
1: Awesome. And then uh, cleanup day going on uh, over at Aztec Speedway today and tomorrow. Uh, sounds like they've got a lot of local uh, people that are coming out and helping with that. So uh, shout-out to that. Uh, Sandia Speedway, I know that they're still looking for help uh, trying to get the dirt track going. Uh, but last Saturday, um, it was just off the chain. Um, with a uh, drift event they had out there, um, thousands, thousands of people. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I was shocked. Uh, the traffic was all the way uh, down to Shelley Road, but uh, they got going. The ABQ Super Lap um, is starting on March 18th. Actually, I think that there's um, a winner uh, winter series race uh, that day as well. Um, also a test day coming up um, on April the 1st out at Sandia Speedway. Uh, let's see, uh, Alien Speedway. Uh, l- what do they got? Uh, what do they got going? I think that's next weekend, man.
2: Yeah, so that's going to be March 18th. They're going to have an open practice and test and tune for all divisions they have out there. Kind of get the Alien Speedway started after last week's awesome enduro race that they had, and it's going to be starting at noon. So you know what? A kind of earlier start for out there, but hey, they're going to have open practice. It's going to be fun for everyone to go out there and kind of get the season started out for their uh, normal race series down in Alien.
1: Well, and then you got Legacy Speedway is going to get open on April Fools. Um, and it just happens to be April 1st. I mean, no, no fools there, but, uh, uh, they're going to have, uh, practice starting, uh, with events for the XMODs, uh, stock cars, hobby stocks, and cruisers. Now, one thing that was kind of cool that we, we were talking with them, uh, about, Spencer, was, um, trying to get all of the st- different stock cars, all the kind of one set of rules, because mm-hmm. it is, it is awfully, it is awfully confusing. Yeah, and, and the weird thing about
3: New Mexico in particular is for many, many years, it's always been split, I mean, almost into three different categories. You had all the northern uh, stock cars, which were basically Aztec rules, and then you had Sandia had their own separate rules, and then you had everything down south, which uh, for a long, long time was El Paso, Las Cruces, now Votto, and what they basically landed on, as far as a rules book, was... Uh, they're going to go for the Votto rules. So if you're a, a Vado racer, uh, maybe you have an off weekend down south, you want to come up, Legacy Speedway, great place to race. Of course, we've always covered it. The fanfare is amazing. Uh, we've talked to Cody and Jason here just a couple weeks ago. They're doing a lot of great things for this season. So I expect great things out of Legacy Speedway this year, and they are going with the Votto rulebook for the most part.
1: Well, there you go. I, I think it makes a lot of sense on car count. Um, is, is to be able to have you know, a more consistent set of rules. Um, what happens in most local tracks, though, um, and which is weird that it would be going on in New Mexico, as you said, but in a lot of other tracks that have more car count, sometimes that, that is about solidifying their car count and, sure. and basically keeping people from going to other tracks. So uh, neat to see that they're trying to work through that um, uh, and understand that it it's going to be a better quality racing um, with more people than less but all right well on the other side we're actually going to catch up with uh caleb size um he's out in uh, the central arizona speedway uh had a race last night uh interesting developments in the main so make sure you stay stay tuned to listen to that interview with uh caleb you've been listening to the new mexico motorsports report here on espn radio 1017
2: the team
0: Hey Albuquerque, this is Brian Erlacher. You're listening to the New Mexico Motor Sports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 101715. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver number 22, Shelpenzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017 The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Smoke Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017 The team and uh, we had a public service announcement just a little while ago about um, moonshine. I almost feel like that we should do one for beer as well, Spencer. I mean, you know, at the, at the dirt tracks, it's uh, it's all it's all beer and dirt, dude. Yeah, I
3: mean, you have to have your dirt crumbles in your beer, right? That's part of what <laughs> makes the beer taste good, I,
1: I believe. Now, is there a difference, allegedly is there a difference between the different types of clay? There is, yeah. That, that uh, the
3: minerals in the clay that definitely assists or de the beer. Uh, so you got to be careful there. Depending on where you go, you got to order something different. Maybe a light,
1: maybe a dark. Who knows? I mean, it, it's everything is a legend. Uh, allegedly, okay. Well, um, so not allegedly. Uh, we had several different winners last year in different divisions of sprint cars. Uh Caleb Stelzik had uh, quite a run, uh ends up winning the uh, the Power Eye uh championship um and uh one of the other ones down in Las Cruces, right? He won the uh Yeah, both the non wing. Both both the non wings. But we have this morning on we got the, the line wing 360 the champ. Wing three sixty. The Wing three sixty champ down in Votto. Good morning, Caleb. How you doing?
4: Hey, good morning, guys. I'm doing great. Doing well, great. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for patiently uh, waiting through our discussion on beer. Um, but, uh, I, 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 hey, what's your favorite beer, man?
4: You know, I, I don't know. I'm I'm really into Modelo right now for some reason. I, and it's probably just because that's what we got in the fridge. So, <laughs> whatever Well, it, well Caleb, whatever don't it you is.
3: guys have a special beer with the Twister? Weren't you guys celebrating with that at Votto last year?
4: Yeah, we were. Um and I I really I I know it's a Mexican lager, I don't remember the exact name of it, but we did. Um Halburns' uh daughter Julie and her um her uh husband Ben, they they brewed it and it came out really good. It came out really good. I really enjoyed it. We still have a few cans but, but I think they're gonna make us some more, so nice. it should be good. Nice.
3: Awesome. Well, Caleb, one of the things that makes your group so awesome is is the fact that you guys have so many people that jump in. And I know that Terry Bushy is a huge listener of the show, huge fan. And the Bushy family is a huge part of it as well. Um, I know that they weren't able to make this weekend,
4: but can you just
3: tell us really quick about how great your group is that's surrounding you?
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, in my in my eyes, I've got the best team out there, you know. I mean, some hardworking people, you know, they just do so much. And, and it just really helps out. And, we've all been learning together and, and, um, I just really unfortunate that, that they could come this weekend and, and be a part of it because, you know, it's, I mean, you really feel how much they do and, and stuff. So, I mean, my job is easy at the racetrack. All I do is get to get my helmet ready and, and go race, you know, and now this weekend I'm having to do some work, so it's a little bit different, but, but yeah, I mean, we just got the best team out there in my, in my opinion, and I'm really missing them and, and I just can't thank him for all their help,
1: you know? Well, and a shout-out to Terry. I mean, isn't it his birthday today?
3: Uh, I I don't know if it is his birthday or not. Nope. But he huge fan of the show. Oh, awesome. I know that Terry, awesome. he, he listens to, like, every single show. I know he always calls in to my team owner, Pat, uh, talks about what we're talking about. And, and uh just a huge fan and, obviously, a huge supporter of Caleb as well. So really, really cool uh, that we get to touch on that. But, Caleb, let, let's jump into the race weekend First race weekend of the year for you down there at Central Arizona Speedway. Uh, and it, it was kind of a wild night. Can you kind of run down what happened last night?
4: Yeah. Um, first race weekend, you know, um, it's it was uh, it was just a little bit different for us. Like I said, we didn't have our normal crew. So just getting the car shakedown to make sure everything's good and, and at a track that we've never been to. So it's just all a learning curve for us. And there's some good competition here. So, so you gotta be on your A game, but, uh, but we were doing okay and, and, uh, just trying to find a good setup and, and get me comfortable in the car. And, uh, we were pretty close there in the main event. I think just a few little changes we would have, rooted, would have been pretty good, but, uh, but unfortunately they had an incident to where, uh, in the Buffalo Wild Wings car, um there was a fuel leak and unfortunately ended up, mm-hmm. Mark Dahmer ended up catching fire and, got his legs burned up pretty bad last night. Um I think they said he's got second degree and third degree burns on his legs and wow. and ended up having to fly him out. So um I think we were nine laps in and and um of course the ambulance had to leave and whatnot, so they went ahead and decided to call the race and just start all over again tomorrow, you know. Wow. So, wild night.
1: Well and that shows you how significant the uh the safety crew is there and and getting everything done. Uh finished second uh, in heat heat race number 1. Um were you able to uh diagnose you got that new motor in there um and you wanted to uh, make sure that that thing was was rock steady before you head to uh Dallas next week uh potentially. Uh how how is the power plant looking? Are you look like you to have a strong one?
4: Yeah, it feels pretty good, you know. Um it's Right away, I think we, we were real close on the gear and it feels, you know, it feels pretty good, you know, from what I'm used to. Uh, so, you know, I, I it's just really hard to say. I, I feel like we were battling set up most of the night or keeping up with the track. So, um, but it feels, it feels good. It feels good. It really does.
1: That's fantastic. And so, uh, wanted to see what kind of races you have scheduled coming up. Are, are you going to be running more ASCS, uh, races this year?
4: I believe so. That's the plan. Um, me and Davis sat down and talked and we'd like to go to Oklahoma twice a month and run with the ASCS sooner guys and, and even some of the national stuff. But of course that's just going to depend on our motor and, and, uh, you know, what, what we got going on there. Um, cause if you don't have a good motor, you ain't going to compete with these guys, you know, and it just makes it awfully tough to make that toe and just kind of, in a sense, wasting money, you know, and not getting any return if, that you're not running all that good. So that's the plan, at least.
3: Sure. And, Caleb, historically speaking, I think that the Halberns Racing Team has been primarily non-wing for many, many years. And we've seen a shift the last couple of years with you and the team, uh, kind of shifting over to the wing side of things. What has caused that shift? And what has made the wing racing so appealing and so exciting for you guys to go out and try?
4: Um a lot of it was just because uh we didn't the non wing deal for quite a while, and we had some some success there we had, we had i shoot i think three or four championships yeah i was gonna say uh, and,
1: I was gonna say more than some success but but go ahead,
4: yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> so you know we just kind of wanted to to take a different route and then it just seemed like the the more money was in the wing stuff the the winnings and stuff like that, especially around here, it just kind of made more sense to start making that transition and get getting a little bit better uh just overall the country overall the in the country you know you just race for more money in the wing cars and and, sure. I, and i feel like that was the perfect opportunity to make that transition
1: well you're going to be spending more time in oklahoma um there's a lot of a lot of good dirt racers that come out of oklahoma as a matter of fact the uh conversation around the uh the uh, phoenix this weekend and the new setup on the uh NASCAR, uh, says that it leans towards the dirt racing guys. Um is that part of the reason? Is you, you kind of want to get out there uh, and race around some, uh, some better talent?
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, you got to race with guys that are better than you and pick up a few things, learn and, and just kind of see where you're at and see where you stand and, and just hopefully eventually be able to beat them, you know, and, and, uh, just start moving up. Absolutely. So, uh,
1: where's the best way for, uh, people to follow your career and follow, uh, Hal Burns Racing?
4: You could search me on Facebook and, and Instagram. I do my best to keep up with posts and stuff now that the racing season is underway. I'll, uh, I'll be giving updates and whatnot. Um, and, uh, just to see where we're at, what track we're going to that weekend and just to keep up with how we're doing.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, good luck. And uh, so, did you say that they're gonna they're gonna rerun the main because they didn't run they didn't run half the laps?
4: No, unfortunately, they're gonna. Okay, they just called it, and
1: um, okay, it's all good. Yeah, yeah I, did, I just so, wanted to clarify that, and make sure I heard it right. But they do have a race
4: tonight. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what time? What time does the race get started tonight?
4: Races start at six p.m. tonight. <laughs> um, same, same as last night. So. 6 p.m. hot
1: laps at 5:30. Is there a way to watch it um, on streaming?
3: You know, I'm not sure if it's on Flow or any streaming uh, device either. Do you? Is it on any streaming device, Caleb?
4: It is on Speedsport TV. Okay, that's where that's okay. where it is. And uh, I actually bought both nights so I could try to keep up with the racetrack, but it that didn't go so well. But but it is, <laughs> it, is it is it is streaming on Speedsport
1: TV. Awesome. Hey, well, wish you the best of luck and uh, and talk to you soon, man.
4: Awesome. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.
1: All right. Well, uh there's uh Caleb Spice. I mean, you've done some racing over in um in in Arizona. Uh, there was a little bit of concern that a lot of the tracks were kind of closing over there. I mean, what's the what's the current status?
3: Honestly, this is the last track that's left uh anywhere close to Phoenix as wow. far as dirt track racing goes. So, uh yeah, it, it's very sad to see that all the dirt tracks have kind of withered away down there, but central Arizona uh, definitely doing really, really well over there at Casa Grande. And as Caleb was saying, it's a great facility. It it's puts on some really, really fantastic shows. In fact, in the micro sprint division tonight, we have Kyle Busch and Matt Crafton racing tonight. So uh, if you don't have a way to watch it, now you do. SpeedSport TV is going to cover all of it, and you can see Kyle Busch and Matt Crafton do their thing uh, interesting enough, Matt Crafton going to be behind the wheel of Ashton Torgeson's micro-sprint, which was that driver that got ejected at Chili Bowl. Oh, my so, goodness. So uh, kind of comes full turn there. Uh, they're, of course, rowdy energy athletes, so that was kind of the connection there. But, yeah, uh, interesting to see that NASCAR drivers have even come down and, and wanted to come play.
1: Well, it seems almost appropriate as, as we step out. We invite you to stay tuned. Uh, on the other side, we're going to be talking with Bobby Seals. Uh, who is the uh, promotion general manager uh, down at Vado Speedway. And our liner out is Matt Crafton when he went last year uh, to Vado Speedway. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN
2: Radio. 101.7, the team. Hey, this is Matt Crafton, driver of
1: number 88, Menards Toyota Tundra for Tour Sport Racing. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with Dave... Well, on ESPN Radio
0: 101.7. The team. Uh, This is Al four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Quote of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 101.7. The team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at NMMotorsportsReport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Herewood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halpern's Truck and Equipment, and Smoke Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7. The team uh, made a trip down to Las Cruces yesterday, uh, starting to distribute the New Mexico Motorsports Report magazine um uh, around creases I got to tell you um that the people down there are super nice uh, you know I, I'm I'm not going to do you know a damn bracket and tell you that the people in Albuquerque is terrible um but uh, everybody was so nice and they were so you know accepting um of and they all the majority of them knew about the track too which was cool they're like, yeah, I'm going. I'm like, hey, racing starts tonight. And they were excited. Let us set the magazine out. Uh, but was able to catch up with Bobby Seals, uh, the new uh, general manager um, and promoter down at Vato Speedway. Uh, here's a couple uh, comments from Bobby. So going on this weekend, 25th anniversary, uh, 25th running of the uh, winter meltdown. Uh, what can we look
5: forward to this weekend, Bobby? Well, apparently some high-speed dueling. Uh, we've got Johnny Scott here, uh, who's who uh, uh, did, did really well in the fall nationals, and we also have the defending champion, Rodney Sanders, out of Happy Texas. Uh, they're going to duke it out, but uh, as it's looking, going ha- they're going to have to get past a pretty good field of cars out here. There's a lot of guys showing up, a lot of enthusiasm for this race, and uh, purses have been increased for the B-Mods, and... Uh, stock cars, and we're seeing, uh, we're seeing good feedback on that, so this should be a pretty full house tonight. And of course, the uh, Wild West shootout, uh, probably about six, seven weeks ago, one heck of a show, one
1: heck of a turnout, uh, didn't end up giving away the big prize though, but uh, talk a little bit about the event.
5: Yeah, Devin, uh, Jonathan Davenport uh, picked up the first three, and there was a, a big, big money on, on close to a half a million dollars on the line if he could have won them all. Uh, it was starting to look that way. People were starting to lay mm-hmm. their bets down, you know. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, we, they broke the streak. And uh, uh, the amazing thing was that Kyle Larson didn't win one. He just he got buried every night in the draw, and he... Uh, and. and as far as the show, it was sure great for the fans, because, boy, he came through there, and he got up front every night. He just didn't quite pull one off, but it was, uh, it was totally over-the-top racing. Uh, we had, the year before the race at the Wild West Shootout was voted the late model race of the year on dirt draft, and uh, the general consensus at the end of this race was we've done it again. No doubt, and and you you brought up Kyle Larson. Um, he's said how much
1: fun he's had, and he's coming back. He's already put it in. Yeah. but you're right. I mean, I think he ended up with three second places, but left with a ton of respect for the drivers that were here and for the state of New Mexico. Yeah,
5: he's make uh, I mean, he makes friends and fans everywhere i mean there's new people who who know what a hero he is he's just such a class act he's just over the top good with the fans uh the races are way over he's up doing interviews upstairs and he comes down and uh there's there's 20 or 30 people that have hung out and waited for this guy he signed every one every autograph talked to everyone shook every hand just a, a over-the-top ambassador for this sport so um i gotta tell you i've been handing out magazines around las cruces and the people are so nice down here
1: dude um what, what do you think about being down here down south and, and just the hospitality that's down here
5: well we we moved here uh, january one uh, and got thrown right into the the big fire of the <laughs> of the wild west shootout but yes we have noticed it's just such a it, we're kind of back to a little small town mentality uh everybody is uh not mentality hospitality excuse me uh everybody has just been super friendly super helpful um uh, we, we're really enjoying it it's just so far it's been a great place to spend the winter we'll see how things go about july well i know you've been doing this for quite a while um and you have had you know had some time here
1: is there a couple of other things that you're thinking about maybe in the short run that you guys are going to be working on
5: uh yes as far as uh track improvements you bet we uh we are just fine clearing all of the uh licensing hurdles and inspections we will we're just about to start uh construction on a new uh giant tech building um in the pits and it's uh it's a dual-purpose thing. We we need a tech shed so we can do better teching on the race cars, but also this gives us an opportunity to really step up uh, in that area. Uh, we will now have... Uh you know, real bathrooms instead of porta-potties. We'll have a shower. Um, we'll have a concession stand and a, and a new check-in transponder check-in, driver check-in booth that will have a couple of windows so uh, we can cut down on the lines. This place is just so popular. Amazingly, uh, we <laughs> we did, I ran the numbers for the banquet. We had 507 different race cars check-in here last year. So, And it's just getting bigger by the day. We get people who are uh, nicely are putting us on their bucket list. So the uh, you've had some practice sessions. When does the season
1: officially start? <laughs> Tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yes, this is our opener. We decided to uh, just go ahead and make the opener the the meltdown, and it's, uh, it's it's a big event, and we can put a lot of push into this. and And, and this is the kind of event we will draw some people who aren't regular Saturday night uh, fans, and introduce them to what we do here, and we we'll see if we can hook them up. What are all the different divisions you have? Oh, gosh. We have nine, nine, <laughs> nine regular divisions uh, plus a traveling division that comes through. So we start out at the entry levels, our our pure stock class, and we move up from there to USRA stock cars, USRA B mods, USRA A mods. We also have NX Legends. Uh, we have the only track uh, in the region that run the Legends cars. Uh, from there, we have our uh, late model class, uh, and then... Uh, Oh, let me see. We have three oh five wing sprints, we have three sixty non wing sprints, we have uh a couple of visits a year from the three sixty wing sprint cars to the uh traveling um uh power eye series. All three of those are Power Eye series.
1: Well, um
5: definitely doing a great job out here. Uh it's a lot of fun. People need to
1: come out and see it. I mean i I talk about that there's minor league ballparks, you know, worth millions that are nowhere near as good as this. Talk a little bit about your staff and the team and what it takes to uh, have the team come together to put such a good program on.
5: Yeah, I, I'm the rookie here, I have to tell you. <laughs> when we we came down uh, before the before we actually took the job, right after we took the job in, in uh, October, and we came down for a, a meeting with all of the crew, and the thing that just I walked away with was that Royal Jones, such loyalty out of his employees. The average person has worked for Royal at a racetrack. The minimum is 10 years. The wow. average is probably more like 14. These people run this track by remote control. They've done it so long, so well. Uh, they don't need me to run the track. They need me to promote it because th- it needs nothing in that regard. Well, that's fantastic. Good luck this weekend. And
1: I invite anybody that's listening out there, you got to come down and check out Botto Speedway. I mean, I got down here in just just a little over three hours. From Albuquerque uh, and I'm gonna tell you it's worth the drive. Well, uh Bobby Seals uh definitely I think he hit the nail on the head. Uh he's he's taken an approach that I just don't want to screw it up. You know, I mean uh it's basically set up Hey, I mean him talking about the bathrooms uh and shower facilities on on the driver's side. I mean how how unusual is that? It is by far the nicest facility
3: that you could ever go to dirt track wise. And NASCAR people know that, Dirt Track people know that, and I think that you know fans alone, they know it too. Uh, I know that Flow Racing, I believe last year, did a huge spot on just the bathrooms, about how nice they are. I mean, if you look at it from, let's take it from a woman's point of view, okay, how many bathrooms do you go to at a Dirt Track that are just disgusting, they're porta-potties, they have no trash can, they have no
1: toilet paper, they are just... Icky to go to. Well, I can't tell you every one of them, right? Well, I can't tell you how the women's bathrooms are, but I can tell you that the men's bathrooms are very good.
3: Yeah, but you have to. (laughs) If
1: if Mama's happy, everybody's happy, right? Absolutely. And that's the approach
3: that Royal and everybody at Vado Speedway Park went with, and they have the nicest bathrooms, uh, I believe, in any racetrack ever. I, me, and you have both been to many, many NASCAR facilities, which should be pretty much the pinpoint of what good should be right and i think that vado surpasses every spectrum that we've ever met and the fact that we have it right here in our backyard Mm -hmm. uh, is just three and a half hours down the road from us puts on great great racing it is a fantastic stock car modified track puts on really really good sprint car races as well um and i think that bobby and royal have a really good rhythm going right now going into the 2023 season and the fact that you were able to catch up with him uh, I, I believe that he cares about the track. I think mm-hmm. that everybody down there wants to see it grow, wants to see it succeed. And that makes me excited as a driver, too. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, I can also speak from uh, from road racing. Uh, Sandia Speedway is by far the nicest facilities we'd ever been to uh, because I'm used to, uh, we used to do time, uh, you know, uh, timing and scoring was out of an old bus. I mean, you'd be up there uh, in, in the cold and, I mean, just a plywood building with no insulation. Uh, definitely, definitely porta-potties where you had to look in there and make sure there wasn't a snake in there or something that was going to get you. So, um, so you know, a lot of these facilities uh, that really take into consideration the family, like you said, um, make a big deal. Now, of course, uh, that that interview was, uh, was yesterday before we got going. So uh, I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Carlos uh, Hamunda. Uh, was the, uh, from El Paso, Texas, was the winner of the A-Mods. Um, and Jesse Haney uh, won the B-Mods uh, feature. As he mentioned, uh, Rodney Sanders out of Happy Texas and Johnny Scott. Um, uh, Johnny Scott moved up seven points out from Las Cruces uh, to top uh, to top out your top three uh, in the uh, A-Mods. Uh, USA, USRA stock cars. Jonathan uh, Burton from Las Cruces, Rob Mosley, um, has really been uh, been doing great with his car. Moved up uh, into second in the legends. Uh, you have uh, Aiden Sanders uh, out of El Paso, um, and and actually finishing third. Dusty Riggs out of Hatch. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of cool to see. You know, somebody uh, somebody out of Hatch uh, win in there. But um, on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, road racing, um, and we got two former Formula One drivers, uh, champions, as a matter of fact, uh, coming over to NASCAR. Uh, We're going to give you some information on that. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. This is Kyle Larson, driving the number
0: 5 CL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 1017, the team. Radio 1017, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at NMMotorsportsReport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halbert's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here's David.
1: All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio one oh one seven, the team. Uh earlier announcement this uh this week, maybe even yesterday. Uh Jensen Button, uh two thousand and nine uh Formula One uh champion, seventeen year career and uh in he uh, retired in two thousand sixteen. Uh gonna be driving uh three road course races for Rick Ware racing. Um they caught up with uh, uh Jensen Button, and and first off, started at, you know asking him what he what he knew about NASCAR.
6: We didn't get any real sport outside of European sport, um. So you're gonna like this. So it was actually Days of Thunder that first of all brought <laughs> me to NASCAR <laughs> because it's the first time I got to see any NASCAR. Um, I mean, it was a movie, so you know, as an eight year old, I thought it was insane. Um, I thought it was amazing. Worlds away from from European motorsport, um, but that kind of got me in the door of, of of liking NASCAR, and I used to watch it with my old man.
1: Yeah, I would say that um, there are definitely in the days of Thunder. There are definitely uh, some uh, some things that you know came right out of uh, racing. Some of the characters uh, was right out of racing. But you and I always talk about um, NASCAR themed shows, and of course, you've always kind of leaned more towards. Uh, Talladega night. uh, we got, we got some comments that he had in regards to that. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Soon you will know what it is like to be defeated by the hands of somebody who is truly better than you. As William Blake wrote, the catworm forgives the plow. Let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders, who said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I, so, and the spoof in that, of course, is they had uh, uh, Sasha uh, Conan Barrett um, playing, you know, like a, a a foreigner that came over and got a NASCAR.
3: I, the first thing that comes to my head,
1: how, how are we
3: not allowed to play music, but we're allowed to play Talladega Nights throughout the show?
1: Well, um... <laughs> maybe we're not. So thanks for pointing that out. Um if, if we get sued, I'll definitely I'll definitely send the, the bill to you, but uh uh we got so many drops, you know, uh related to that. But let, yeah, on a serious note, let, let's kind of let's hear a little bit more uh about uh, Jensen Buttons coming to uh NASCAR.
0: Morning Jensen. Um in your in your in the press release you were talking about how in the last 10 years really you feel like the respect level for NASCAR has increased internationally. Um, is there is there anything specific that you feel has brought that level up um in regards to how people feel about NASCAR overseas?
6: I, I have to say that it's probably you know, we I think we've well I've looked at NASCAR before as being super cool to watch, you know, on the on the ovals, short course, long course ovals and it's very cool, but I can't really relate to it because it's so different. So uh I think because we have more road courses now um and you see the cars on road courses and they look a handful but the racing's amazing it's 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 proper cool to watch uh and i think sort of like 10 15 years ago you had a, a few guys that were good on the road courses um a lot of them hadn't raced road courses so it'd be like me jumping on jumping into the Daytona 500 on an oval it's very different so you know i think that's changed over time and now you look at the the grid in uh, in a cup series, and they're all super talented on ovals and on road courses, and I think that's that's added to the excitement for for people watching. Uh, and then we see drivers like Kimi jump in, uh, like he did last year. Joey Han jumped in last year, uh, and you see that it is really competitive, and that 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 also thinks makes you think, oh, that's that's cool. And then you get even more excitement and, and interest in the sport because there is such a high level of talent there.
1: Well, and I guess you could also say that Kyle Larson and bringing the dirt community into NASCAR as well has really brought a a whole plethora of people. But what do you think about his respect level versus some of the other Formula One guys that have come over or even IndyCar guys that have come over um, and basically, you know, kind of thought, I'll just come in and I'll dominate.
3: You know, I I feel like there's a big shift in the tide right now that's going on within NASCAR, specifically in the Cup Series. Uh, for many years, I think, leading up to this, we weren't able to see anybody besides the regulars in the Cup Series. And all of a sudden, I think, largely thanks to uh, Trackhouse and their Project 91, um, they were able to bring in some fresh new talent. I think Joey Hand, like... Uh, he was saying, was another huge role in that with the Ford camp. Uh, He was able to bring a lot of experience over uh, from the sports car side of things. But here we are in 2023, and I feel like we're back in 06, because we have road course ringers Mm -hmm. back in the NASCAR Cup Series. And that is so cool for me to see. Um, For many years, we always talked about road course ringers. Boris said probably being the headstone of that. And you know it kind of withered away because there was no good rides for them right. but now thanks to these big teams trying to field an additional car and good funding coming over from the formula 1 side and their marketability we have people like uh Kimi and and Ever- and Jansen over here in the cup series and they're going to be very very good mm-hmm. let let me put this straight they are here to win. They aren't here to do a one-off. This isn't some gig that they're here to just fly into, make fun of, uh, have some fun, and go back. They're here because they want to be competitive. They want to make an actual effort at it. And they're going to be very, very good. And we're going to be able to see these two duke it out at Coda. And I couldn't be more
1: excited. Well, I mean, you remember, I mean, you kind of talked uh, in there of, like, uh, uh, Ambrose. And uh, we yep. come over um, and just dominate uh, but let's talk a little bit about, let's come out a little bit more, uh, local. Um, and you were telling me about, um, excellent Arca race, uh, last night, and, and a guy that you've actually, uh, you and, uh, Jason Irwin, um, have kind of do some crew work on, uh, with the victory last night.
3: Yeah, Tyler Reif picking up his first career Arca Menard Series victory last night at Phoenix Raceway, and in spectacular fashion, might I add, because, uh, he actually got taken out early in the race by Sean Hingarani, which is another driver that we work with really closely. Uh, he backed it in the fence. Everybody thought that car was going to be done. And sure enough, he kept on fighting. Uh, that happened about lap 30 or 40, and it was a 150-lap race. Really put his head down, started digging hard. And at the end of the day, it was a green-white checkered with him and a driver that he has had some run-ins before in the legend car side of things that we've covered here on the New Mexico Motorsports Report. Landon Lewis uh, started on the front row with him with two laps to go. Green, white, checkered. Landon, uh, a questionable restart at best. I will, <laughs> I will put put it that way. Nonetheless, Tyler Reif uh, was able to pass him down the back straightaway on the last lap and just went on to a very, very convincing victory and the first victory for that Loudon Jackson motorsports team. Very, very cool to see that. Of course, Tyler and the Reif family. Uh, very close to myself, Jason, Dustin, the entire Irwin Racing crew, and uh, yeah, I, I'm so excited to be able to work with him some more this year. And he's going to be a force to be reckoned with as we move on in the Arkham Nard series.
1: Well, and he's 15, and you've secured a uh, um, an interview with him going forward, so you'll be able to hear from him directly. All right, well, I want to let you know of a couple of things that are actually uh, going on this weekend. Uh, for uh, well, today, as a matter of fact, the uh, Rickshaws Motor Club. Um they have a root beer float um and cruise, so there, there we go, go. There, yeah, absolutely. uh twelve fifteen departing from uh, Los Lunas Albertson for a cruise to the a and w root beer in Berlin. I mean, nothing says cruising more than a root beer float to me. Uh, also going on this weekend, you got the low class New Mexico Tingley Coliseum uh, live music indoor VIP event uh, and more uh, the daylight savings cruise uh, going on uh Wells Park. Fourth and Mountain, they're going to go north towards I twenty five. The uh, Bailey Bell's car show and dance uh, from twelve to four um, up in Santa Fe. Uh, mark your calendars, of course, coming up uh, Sunday brunch meet Pacific Rim Food Park uh, and Tika Spice um, for next weekend. And really, not that far down the road is the twenty uh, first annual. Uh, Park in the Park is going to be uh, April 22nd, and we'll have a whole lot uh, more information on that. But that's a wrap, guys. Uh, oh, and then, you know, of course, the New Mexico Motorsports Report, we got a new a magazine out. But uh, you've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7 The Team.
0: Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate here on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine, if you are into it, we are into it.